American Passes Prime podcast. I want to say we last weekend, we went to Maya's naming ceremony slash first birthday party, and it was great. Had a great time. Got to see a lot of people. It was a lot of fun. A lot of love in the room. She's great. And we got to see Billy Thomas and his great family, which is always uh, nice to see Billy. And uh, we had a great time there. But I want to get to um, talking about two coaches that one retired and one was kind of mutually parted ways, which I don't really think it was mutually parted. I think Bill, speaking of Bill Belichick, wanted to stay with the Patriots, but they were more like, you know, you did a great job for a lot of years, Bill. We're proud of you. You did, you know, 20 years over here, won Super Bowls, everything. But the time has come where with Nick Saban, he just retired. And there's a story going around. I don't know how true, but I would heard this story that five minutes before he had a team uh, at a coach's meeting, he decided he was going to retire. So at 3.55, he was still debating it when he walked into the meeting at 4 o'clock to meet with his assistant coaches. And he was in the process of hiring some new assistant coaches for the team. He just decided, I'm going to retire. I'm done. And I'm thinking about like the legacy that he had. He's the greatest college football coach ever, without a doubt. The best. I mean, there's been tons of great college football coaches, you know, Go back to Newt Rockney and, and you know Woody Hayes and Bo Schembechler, legends of the game. Obviously Bear Bryant and whatever, but to do what he did, seven national championships, six at Alabama, one at LSU. Uh, never, never, you know, most national championships by any any college coach. Uh, won over almost three hundred games, only lost seventy one. Go figure that. I mean, that's an incredible, incredible record. SEC titles. But I'm thinking about everything that he's done, and I was thinking about like replacing legends. Like you're going to come in now in in Bill Belichick's uh, position, the coach that's taken over for him was is uh, Gerard, uh, Mayo. Gerard Mayo, and it was in his contract that when Bill Belichick retired, he would get the job. So they didn't have to go through the Rooney rule, and because he's an African American, and it was already in his rule, uh, in his contract, they had contacted the league and said this is in there, and he's going to take over. And I'll say it's going to be easier, but there were rumors for the past couple of years that the Crafts and Bill Belichick have been fractured, their relationships been fractured. He's been the GM, good coach, great coach, obviously Hall of Fame coach, one of the best ever, but. He wasn't a great GM. He didn't bring in the talent that Nick Saban was bringing in, recruiting in Alabama year after year, five-star recruits. So that, it may be, obviously if he doesn't win, it's not going to be easy, but people were saying, okay, it's time for Belichick to go. It's, it's, it's time the writing's on the wall. Where in Saban's case, you're replacing a guy that nobody knew it was coming. Now, the, the person that's replacing him, the coach that's replacing him is Kalen DeBoer, who coached the Washington Huskies, and they just lost in the national championship game. He's a good coach, but he's never been under this kind of scrutiny that he's going to be under, replacing the greatest coach in college football history. Is he like an interim coach? Or no, he's, he's got the job. He's, oh. he's got the job. So I was just thinking back, and like, if I said the name Phil Bankston, he's the coach who replaced Lombardi. 
You know what I mean? The, the, replacing that legend. Didn't have a great run. Didn't work out for him there. John Wooden coached, you know, 10 national championships at, at UCLA, won 88 games in a row. He was replaced by Gene Bartow. When you're the guy coming in to replace the guy, how difficult that is. You know what I mean? It's not like you're just coming in. Uh, this guy is like, you know, had a losing record, but now you're coming in and taking over for like Lombardi's, the Super Bowl trophy is named after Lombardi. You know, John Wooden, arguably one of the greatest coaches in basketball history of all time, college for sure. Just, you know, to come in and then have to do that, to me, the, the pressure enough to win in college sports is unbelievable and in pro sports, but to replace a legend or two legends now being replaced. Pete Carroll also was let go by the Seahawks. He's a great coach too, but didn't have the legacy of these two guys, even though he's a great coach. So I, I just was like, when you think about it, all the great things Saban's done, Belichick, whether <clears throat> you, you know you like his press conference or whatever, the guy could still coach football. But is, Be- is Belichick retiring? No, Belichick okay. is, I thought he was going to take the Cowboys job. I thought, this is it. Cowboys lose, get humiliated by the Packers last week in the playoffs. Belichick's out there. Jerry Jones is in his 80s, wants to win a championship. Here's a coach. Everything's in place in the Cowboys. You've got, you know, Prescott. You've got great, you know, really good quarterback. When I say great, whatever. You know, C.D. Lamb, a great wide receiver, a decent defense, which he can run himself or, or bring in guys to, to help run it. But it, it just shocked me that he didn't get it. The rumor now is he's going to get the Atlanta Falcons job, which is, is a very good football team, but it's in the same situation as the Patriots are. They don't have a good quarterback. So what does he do if he takes that job? Does he try to get one in free agency? What What is he going to draft one? Is he going to... Because he didn't have a lot of luck replacing Tom Brady. And Brady wins the Super Bowl the year after he leaves. And Belichick wants, you know... Well, there's a big report now that he's let go that was like Kraft said behind closed doors. Like, Belichick tells me Tom Brady can't play anymore and he goes out and wins the Super Bowl. Right, and he goes out and wins the Super Bowl. So Kraft was pissed about that. Exactly. And he also wants to get the all-time be the all-time winning as coach, <clears throat> excuse me, in pro football. He's got 302 wins right now, Belichick. The record is by Don Shula of 328. So he needs 27 wins to break that record. So that would be, he'd need a couple of years of coaching and good records to break that, yeah, to break those records. For football. For football. So would he get, that's one thing that he wants. He's not really goal-driven, he says, but that would be the thing, to be the all-time winning coach in Nashville. I mean, he's going to walk into the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about it. If he resign, you know, if he decided I'm not going to coach or whatever. But that's one of the things he wants. He wants that, um, you know, to be the all-time winning coach. And I think he also wants to win one more. Because he's already got eight Super Bowls. He's won six with the Patriots and two as a Giants assistant. But it's basically the bigger thing was I was thinking, like, how difficult is that? I was surprised that Pete Carroll got fired. I was I thought too, after after obviously that big misplay again in the Super Bowl against the Patriots with you know the uh, interception, and then how right. they had a team that people were like they could win, 
you know, four Super Bowls together right. with Wilson and Lynch and Richard Sherman and the Legion of Boom and all right. that, but then they didn't win. But now they were kind of on the upswing. I mean, last year with uh, Geno Smith, they did good. Not as not great as good. this they, year, but They just still, missed the playoffs this year. But, you know, the I thing, thought it was going to be like, the, I didn't think he was The thing come. with that is when you look at, at Pete Carroll, the guy looks like he's like 50 and he's in his 70s, but he's so like vibrant and everything, you know, he's like... You know, uh, yeah, he's and he, he didn't want to go when the press conference is there. Like, well, this is me. He's like, no, they want me to. They want me to stay as like an assistant, like special assistant. But he's like, yeah. I want to coach. That's what coaches want to do. So I think he'll. I mean, the Carolina job is still open as of right now as we're doing this. I don't know if they picked a new coach yet, but where would he go? Because the the Raiders are keeping Antonio Pierce. Belichick, by all signs, is going to get the Atlanta job. I thought he'd make sense with the Seahawks more so because it's a yeah. better team, I would say, you know, for yeah. him if he's chasing the wins record. Yeah, and there's, you know, then there's Mike Vrabel who's out there also. He was a former, uh, you know, player for the for the Patriots. Well, media coach. guys wanted Coach Prime to go to the Dallas job. Yeah. And they kept um, McCarthy. But that's, I know a lot of people want Deion Sanders to go. Uh, yeah, but he said he doesn't want to coach in the pros yet, yeah. Deion. I think he's got to prove, I mean, he doesn't have a lot to prove as a player, but as a, obviously being in the Hall of Fame and everything. But as a coach, after they started great and then kind of just faded out, I think he's in the right spot now. And who knows, in a year or two, because let's face it, the Cowboys don't win next year, and McCarthy's on the last year of his deal. He's gone. There's no yeah. question about it. They're not going to keep him again. But Jerry Jones, for some reason, as much as he wants to win, is also loyal, which is kind of strange in in football to be loyal to them when you all your goal is to win a Super Bowl. You you win 12 games last three years in a row. You're you're and you can't get to the even the you know the the conference finals you know or to one game away from the Super Bowl you can't get to that NFC Championship game and they haven't done that and that's all he wants is one more Super Bowl they haven't won since you know over twenty years they haven't won a Super Bowl they haven't sniffed it you know so that's the the other thing with it but I, I was surprised they said Belichick you know Jerry Jones can they work together and I guess that would be the only thing because it was weird before the playoff start Jerry Jones was like well we're going to take a game to game and see what we're going to do with our coach which is not the best way to go rah rah into the playoffs rather than saying hey we're going to Mike's done a great job we're 12 and 5 we got a home you know home playoff game we're going to you know we're taking on the Packers a seventh seed just get sweet to get in and whatever and then they lay an egg. They get blown out. There was 27 nothing before anybody knew what was happening in that game. And I, you need to look on his face when you're watching the game. You're like, Jerry Jones is not... He, he couldn't believe it. It was a devastating loss for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you think of the Packers coming in, Jordan Love, who went through all that nonsense with Aaron Rodgers, and he was slinging it like Aaron Rodgers. He was throwing it sidearm all... He played a great game. The Packers played a great game. Nothing to lose. I mean, they're always something to lose. They say that, which is not totally true. When you're playing, you want to win the game. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Jones have three touchdowns in that game? Uh, the running back, Aaron Jones. Yeah, Aaron Jones. Yeah. I think it's two or, yeah, it was and just... I, I was just thinking it's funny. I had him on my fantasy Oh, you team. had him on your fantasy and That's why I'm team, still yeah. upset about that because he did nothing in the... Right. They just played... 
I'll take it. I'm beating the Cowboys. So well, though, that game. I mean, it was just unbelievable. I know you didn't probably... No, but I, I do whenever the Cowboys, it's it's just nice to know that they lost. Yeah, it's that weird thing. I mean, yeah, for America's team, it seems the whole NFL is happy when they lose. Like, fans of all different, you know, oh, yeah. fan bases are like, oh, the Cowboys at least lost. Of all the teams in sport, and I've said it before, my least favorite team is the Dallas Cowboys. And I know, like, being a Notre Dame fan, and I've said it before, Notre Dame gets a lot of press, and they haven't won since 88. But it's always like, well, you talk Notre Dame, the history, you got to mention them. But they, when the season starts and they lose a couple of games, they kind of fade out of the, you know, national. It was when they had, you know, Hartman as their quarterback, and it was they were winning and everything this year. That was a big thing. But once they started to lose, you know, then we start talking about the other teams and the, the, the better teams and whatever. But with the Cowboys, win or lose. But the thing about the Cowboys is they're a huge draw. I mean, their games are on television. People tune in, either to watch them lose yeah. or to watch them win, like you said. I mean, that's it. There's no middle of the road like, I don't care about the Cowboys. You either hate them yeah. or you like them. There's no, well, if they win, they win. If they lose, they lose. You know, Because you come out with the the whole thing where America's team, they've got, they're the richest, I think, sports franchise in, in all of sport in, in, in you know in North America in North America I, I'm not talking about now with soccer teams and everything but they're worth more because that stadium that he built the he's more got than the Yankees yeah they're worth more than the Yankees wow. because that stadium is his stadium he's got a practice facility there he's got I mean Jerry's world that's they're the the most highest priced franchise in in all of sport but NFL franchises are like going for Billions, well, yeah. I mean, billions of dollars. Like you, you, you figure you bought some of these franchises 20, 30 years ago, in hundreds of millions. Now they're seven, eight, ten billion. Like what? The Seahawks are up for sale, and they're saying, well, whatever that's going to go for is probably going to be nine, ten billion dollars for a for a sports franchise. So you can just fit, you know, imagine like what. The, like if the Cowboys were ever sold or the Giants were ever sold or what they go for. But the biggest franchise is, is the Dallas Cowboys. It's the number one money-making franchise and, uh, and worth the most out of any team. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I know that uh, the Forbes list for NHL teams came out like a week ago. And uh-huh. The Maple Leafs are number one, as they always are, with like, but they're valued at like $5.4 billion. Rangers are like 5.3, 5.2 billion. So I'm like, I can't imagine if that's what the hockey teams are, how like how expensive, like you said, if the Giants were ever sold, right? Or the Cowboy, that's got to be because every every time one is sold, it's going to go up more and more and more. Because there's only first of all, there's only 32 of them. Yeah. And look at the money that they're making, and now like we we've mentioned before, with gambling coming in and 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 everything, you know, being part of it too, and you know, now games being on Amazon and Peacock and, you know, CBS and NBC and ESPN. And it's just the, the prices for those franchises are, are, are just through the roof. But, you know, just like I was saying, like talking about like Saban and what he's done in college. And he didn't have a great pro career. He's only 15 and 17 when he coached for two years in the pros with the Dolphins. But he was a college coach. He was meant to be. And I think the only reason that he left... Well, I, I think we got them is this transfer portal and NIL money. That's what a lot of people are saying. It, it got to them. Like, how much money are we going to pay these guys to play? 
they can leave if a year if they're not happy. Well, I'm I'm going here, I'm going there, and I think that might have been a part of it too why he left because he's got nothing to prove. I mean, he's won every place he's been. He's won, and how much more do you, do you want that headache of? Oh, I'm not playing this week, coach, or I'm not going to play these next two weeks. And I get it. Like, players want to play, and but coaches don't have the power that they used to have in college. When you were there, you were there. They could pull your scholarship. They could tell you to go. But now you could tell the coaches, hey, you know what? Or their parents are calling up. Well, why isn't my son playing? Why isn't he playing? Nick Saban needs that. When you're, If you're going to send your kid to Alabama, you're just going to say, you're going to be a lot better when you first got there than when you leave. If you're, co- you know, if Saban's coaching you, but a lot of kids are like, I'm not playing, and a lot of tra- they've they've lost, I think, eight or ten players, like five star recruits, going to other schools when Saban left, because Saban was such a big part of the SEC. When you when you thought about the SEC, that's the Southeastern Conference with the, their league they're in. It was always Saban and Alabama first. And even at the school, like whatever they were going to do, Saban was in on if they were going to expand this or do this or whatever they are going to do to the school. Saban was brought in because he just knew. He was a great businessman. Mm. And he's, I mean, name another college coach that's on TV, but him and Prime, right? They do the Affleck. There's no other college coach that you see doing national commercials. You see NFL com- coaches, but there's, there's Nick Saban. And he's going to get a job in TV like, no doubt. He'll be either working for the SEC Network or ESPN or something. Well, you what's been floated, too, with them, right? No, what's that? Running against Superville. Really? It's been, there's been, and uh, en roads made to him. I don't know if that would ever I don't happen. know if that would happen. I don't, I don't think, think he, he would want to get into that. that but, but. I mean, he's 72. Does he really want to deal with not getting anything done? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Nick I, Saban is a get things done. Because... They they interviewed um, Lane Kiffin, who was an assistant coach with him, and now he's coaching um, Ole Miss. And he said, "There's not a wasted minute with Nick Saban." Yeah, he'd blow his brains out. He, yeah, he, he, he doesn't should. he doesn't call you and ask like or in a meeting like if he's having a meeting with, with his running back coaches, he's not like starting the meeting like so. Uh, how's the family? Whatever. It, it starts at X time, it ends at X time, and that's it. There's no. Every minute of the day is calculated for him. Driving into work, it's a 15-minute drive. And Kiffin would say he'd be talking to one of the coaches like, I'm on my way to work, or let's pull the tape on this team or whatever. That's how detail-oriented he Everything was there. If We're going to start here. We're going to finish here. We're going to do it this way. And, you know, maybe he was getting feedback from his player. Who knows? But for, for him to go, it's going to be weird not having him on the sidelines because – you don't want to be the guy that replaces the guy. You don't want to be. But Mayo, I think, will have an easier job because it was talked about more in the press in New England and around the you know around the country. Oh, Belichick's losing it, or he can't. he still knows what he's doing. But you still have to have the players. And when you draft them and coach them, and they're not living up to the potential, that's the that's the big problem. You're not getting out. This is your talent. You brought these in. And like Mike said, you're telling Kraft that Brady can't do it anymore. And then he goes and wins a Super Bowl. Robert Kraft didn't want to let Brady go. That was no. his his guy. That was his, his, his like, another son, basically. Mm-hmm. And now he's winning in Tampa Bay. And Bill, he's looking at Belichick going, well, 
what do we got here? You know what I mean? And they uh, got Mac Jones. We got Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi coming in here to quarterback. They said, well, that's, they're not, you put them together, they're not Tom Brady. You know, so that was the weird thing, too. It's like, if you're going to say you can't do it anymore, then you got to have somebody that's going to come in and at least make us formidable, not, we're, what is this team we've got? It we can't score ten points. We're throwing into we're losing games like that. It, it, it's so that was the big thing. I, I think the reason why he he was going to go. I don't think he wanted to go because I think he'd like to finish up winning, like getting the most wins in in, in, in you know the NFL there where he started everything. But that's the business too, you know. And it's tough to say. You know, it must have been tough to make that decision too, regardless of like he was ticked about the Brady thing to say. I got to call him into the office and say, Bill, thanks. And it was a mutual parting of the ways, but it's really not a mutual part. I don't care what they say. It's not, When you're fired, it's not mutual parting of the ways. You're, you're let go. You can call it whatever you want, but you're not, that's not the way it works, especially when you want to stay. And that's the, the thing that's got to stick in his craw too. Like I built this along with Brady, we built this whole thing here. We got the stadium built together. We did all these things together. We won Super Bowls together. I mean, and now you think I can't do it anymore. And he'll have that I sh- I'll show you type of thing. I think will happen. Will he win another Super Bowl? I don't know, but he'll probably break the record, but it'll probably be like two or three years before he does because he needs you play 17 games He'd have to win, you know, 10. He'd have to play at least coach three years to break the record mm-hmm. if that's what he's really shooting for. Yeah. But let's say he went to Atlanta and won a Super Bowl. Like this year, let's just say a miraculous happened. Would he care? Because now he'd say, well, Brady did it. I did it. I'm out. You know what I mean? He might just figure, I, I, I don't know what's more important, being the all-time leader of wins or winning one more Super Bowl. Without Brady. Without yeah. Brady. To say, I won. Like, if I, I wouldn't care about how many wins I've got. Because I'm going to walk into the Hall of Fame and still be considered the greatest coach. Because he's got, he'll have nine Super Bowl wins. Two as a, as a uh, assistant and seven as a coach. I mean, come on. I mean, what's more important? The all-time win leader? Who would care? Because you're, if you included your playoff wins, he's got he's 31 and 13 in the playoffs. So, you know what I mean? It's not like he... They, but they don't count that as mm. part of your record of... It's, it's during regular season. So is the most winningest like, well, it, playoff Well, Shula still has more as far as playoff wins go. Uh, but regular season, it would be... Because Shula went to team went, went 17-0. They went undefeated, yeah. won everything. and, and so No, it shows how prepared I am. But the uh, Cleveland coach, he didn't get fired, did he? Stefanski, no. After they got destroyed by the Texans. No, he didn't get... Wouldn't it be interesting if he won, if he went to Cleveland and broke the wins record? Because that was his first team in the NFL, right? He was like Cleveland He was first. the head coach of Cleveland, yeah. <laughs> it would be funny, but no, Stefanski is is still the coach there. That'd be that'd be interesting. If you, I'm also surprised he's still there though. After that Texans loss, you know, I think it was because he had like they they signed uh, that Watson to that big deal. Yeah, then all those and Flacco did better than Watson. Flacco ever did. did better. They had injuries to the quarterbacks the whole year. I, I think he'll get another he'll get another year or two. But the other thing too is is Sirianni and, and the Eagles, and they fell apart. Yeah, I mean, they, they just got blown out in games. They were what ten and one to start the season. They finished eleven and five. Yeah, they were terrible. Or, or eleven and six. Eleven and six, yeah. I think. Yeah, they just were. They or 
close to that. I'm not sure the exact record, but they just couldn't win games. And when you've been to the Super Bowl the year before, you're 10-1 and one and you're going, I don't know what's, like how to fix it. Like the owner is be like, well, you're the head coach. How do you not know how to fix this thing? But he'll probably stay because they haven't announced that he's getting fired or anything yet. So I think he'll still stay. But that's the weirdest thing. Once you start losing or winning, it's 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 just like a snowball. You either we know we're winning, we're winning. But once you start losing, what do you do? Do we change our playoffs? I mean, our uh, practice schedule, or do we bench? We're not going to bench Jalen Hurts because you just signed him to a big deal too. So that's the weirdest thing in the NFL, though. You don't win, you don't get many opportunities to stay there for a long time. That's why I was surprised with, you know. McCarthy staying with the Cowboys. I thought for sure Jerry Jones would say, look, I'm only going to pay you. You only got one year left on his deal. And Jerry Jones has got more money than he can ever spend. I mean, he's got a one of those super yachts. He's, he's a multi-billionaire. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like it's the big deal paying the guy for one more year. Yeah. Jerry Jones, if he's got to pay 10, 12 million, whatever he's making, is like, that's he spends that on like, you know, fuel for the yacht. You know what I mean? Come on now. So I was just surprised at that too. But... Um, I, I know it's going to be weird not seeing Nick Saban on the sidelines this uh, this year at Alabama. But I think it's smart. I'm sure you'll see him on the TV. He's somewhere. definitely going to be on like ESPN or like maybe a college game day thing. I can't see him taking like Lee Corso's and putting a, a headgear on his head. I don't see Saban doing that. But he'll nope. work somewhere. He's definitely going to be in television. He'll do a Manning cast type thing for the college. I, I could see that too in breaking down because I would love to like just like because the NFL. Plus, they have that, you got to pay like 10 bucks extra, where they show like the game film with 11 on 11, they call it, where you're actually seeing like the whole field rather than just what they show you on TV. You're getting like, like they call it the coach's tape. So they you can break down a game and stop it and say, oh, look at that. Why did he throw it there? He's wide open. Like they'll do on the, the, mm-hmm. the cast. But you can see the whole thing, but I'm not paying extra for that. But I would love to see Saban break down a football game like you know or or preparing for a week that would be if he did a special on that or how he got his team ready and things that would be fascinating to me just fascinating it would really be but he can do anything he wants i mean he's got car dealer he's got car dealerships in 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 uh, alabama he's 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 set set. he's 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 smart I yeah, I think he's smart too. He got before out the game gets right before it's it's too much and, and everything else and um, always best to go out on top. It, I, it's true, it's true. And you know the Super Bowl's coming up, and I got to go back in time to January twenty sixth, nineteen ninety seven. Do we remember that day? You know what happened that day? I remember that day. Somebody was born on that day, and the yeah. Packers beat the Patriots thirty five twenty one in that Super Bowl. But the funny thing is, thankfully they did. Had they not, he would not be Michael. He would be named William. Because mom loved Bill Parcells. And she said, if they win the Super Bowl, we're gonna call him we're gonna call him Will, William, Willie, whatever. Now, nothing against Uncle Billy. We love Uncle Billy, he's great. No, it's and it's also just because I've also grown up for now almost twenty seven years yeah. as Michael. It yeah. seems but weird. Mike, and that's your birthday's coming up. I kinda buried that when I was talking about my I kinda left out Michael's uh 27 years old and as natty used to say he's the baby and the baby's 20s and you're 38 38 yep hmm. so there's a let there's 11, 11 years, years yeah, yeah 11 years between yeah that's uh but i wanted to bring that up 
the Super Bowl 31. And I remember that when mom told me that she was pregnant. I said, you're going to have the baby on Super Bowl Sunday. I, the only time I've ever done math really well. And I, I, and he was, but he was born at like two in the morning, Michael. So yeah, so you still got to. See I, the I game. still got to see the Super Bowl. Yeah. I got to to watch the game. It was great, but uh, yeah, I watched it with mom in the hospital actually. But that was a funny thing because by four o'clock I was out of the hospital, and of course got lost. I made the wrong turn, and I was in Croton Falls before I realized I wasn't going home. I was like, why am why is well, this? That's kind of interesting though. I was like, so I was born and nameless for a few hours. You were born and nameless because we weren't sure yet. We said that's we, funny. they just called you baby boy. Because then, like the second I was born, they didn't make you on the birth certificate. No, we don't have to do it right then. You can wait. So because it was like two in the morning, and you can yeah. wait. So we so mom was like, let's just wait. And we're like, so it was Baby Boy Dizidor, BB, and then we after the Super Bowl we said, okay, we're gonna name him Michael. So that's how huh. you're you came to be, or you would have been Bill. Yeah, which I'm glad I I, I like Michael for you though, because you're Mike or Mikey. So that was a cool Just, thing. So now the playoffs are are today, and they were last week, and we we mentioned some of the wild card last week, wild card, now. super wild card last week. Now it's divisional play. So it's it's the Texans against the Ravens. The Packers against the 49ers, the Bucks and the Lions, and Kansas City and the Bills are playing today and tomorrow. So I, I think the I mean C.J. Stroud's a great story, but I'm going to go with the Ravens in, uh, in that game. I mean I hope it's close. I hope it's not a blowout. That's what there's you know some people are predicting, but I think the Texans will keep it close. I like the 49ers against whatever the 49ers do. They're already they've already won in my mind because they took out the Packers. I mean they excuse me they took out. The Cowboys, so that could be better for me. The Bucks the against 49ers, the Lions. You're saying, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with 49ers because probably you're saying whatever the Packers do. Oh, the Packers, yeah. whatever they do, they already, is, they already they've already yeah. won in Dallas, and Dallas hadn't lost. Yeah, they were at uh, they had a great win winning streak, streak and and, and yeah. the whole bid and they're 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 dom. They score over thirty, whatever. They were a shell, a shell compared to what the Packers did. The Bucks are playing the Lions. I think the Lions are going to win that game. I think it'll be close for a while, but I think the Lions will win that game. And Kansas City and the Bills is going to be tough because I love Mahomes, but they're okay. on the road. This is his first road time in the playoffs. He had even a home game last week against the uh, Dolphins, but now he's got to go on the road. And if they win that, they'll have to go on the road to Baltimore. But I don't know. I mean, the Bills were like, they had to win every game down the stretch to get in. They got in. I, I don't know. I got a feeling that the Bills are going to win that game, but it's going to be. But I wouldn't be upset if Kansas City wins that game at all because I love Mahomes. I'd love to see him go back to the Super Bowl again. But I think it's going to be the Ravens and 49ers. But it's just funny looking at some of the quarterbacks. What Jordan Love went through, we talked about that. And then you got Baker Mayfield, who was a number one draft pick, was with the Browns, won some playoff games, then played hurt. They were saying, oh, his couldn't win the locker room over, whatever, goes to the Rams, wins a couple of games with them when when uh, Stafford got hurt, and now he's leading the Bucks to the playoffs. Then you got Jared Goff, who was on the Rams, went to the Super Bowl with the Rams, beat the Rams last week at home against them when their first playoff game in forever. And, and then Stafford, who played for the Lions. And then Stafford, who played for the Lions, and how crazy that was. And basically, when they traded him to the Lions, he said, we'll take some of his contract on, and we'll give you a first-round pick to take him. And now here he is two games away from going back to the Super Bowl. And, of course, like we mentioned, 
Mahomes and Allen. So there's some great storylines here. But I just think the way it's all going to break out, the 49ers, if they're healthy, and look at Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. Two years ago drafted, the last player drafted in the in the, in the NFL draft. And now he's went to the playoffs last year but got hurt, and now they're back again this year. So it's it's a lot of good quarterbacks in it. C.J. Stroud, a lot of people were talking him down, that he, he's not tough enough and whatever. And look what he's done. He's had maybe one of the greatest first rookie seasons of a quarterback in the NFL. So it, it's just a lot of interesting play here on the quarterbacks and everything. So I... Uh, but I think I'm going to go with the, the Ravens and the 49ers to, to get to the Super Bowl. I won't make my Super Bowl pick just yet, but I think they're going to get there. But I would be happy if the Bills and Lions got in there because the Bills have never been to the Super Bowl but never won a Super Bowl. The Lions have never even sniffed going to the Super Bowl. The Bucks won a couple of years ago. I mean, Kansas City's always there, it seems. Okay. The Packers haven't been there in a long time. Uh, with Jordan Love, that would be a kick to Aaron Rodgers if they somehow got all the way to the Super Bowl. And it's amazing to me why Aaron Rodgers would have wanted to have left the Packers because he's got a great coach on the floor. He's got a lot of young wide receivers. He just didn't like that offense the way it was run. He, when LaFleur came on, the, the coach of the Packers, he never seemed to embrace that offense or whatever, even though he won MVPs with it and everything. He just wasn't happy and wanted to get out of Green Bay because they didn't tell him they were drafting Jordan Love. I mean, if you if he gets down to that part, plus his off the field stuff, we I won't even get into some no, of the things he's done. So so much of it just seems to be all tied to that ego. He's it's, oh he's got a just, tremendous ego. I mean, look, they all all athletes have it, but he just wants to be, and we've mentioned it. Like I'm the smartest guy. I know everything. I can win Jeopardy. I can coach a football team, let alone quarterback it and whatever. And then he says some other stuff on Pat McAfee's show that people have heard about and whatever. He just... But even if you take the stuff that, like I've said in the past now about him, I think on this podcast, I've been... Right. You know, rightfully, I've him. But, like, just everything seems to be that he didn't like that another guy was brought in and that just got in his head and he hasn't been able to recover. And the crazy thing is, the same thing happened to him. When Brett Favre was the quarterback of the Packers, Aaron Rodgers was dropping down the list of quarterbacks. They thought he's going to go first. He's going to go second. He went low to the Packers in the late 20s. And the same thing Brett Favre did to him that Aaron Rodgers is doing to Jordan Law. I don't, what do you, this guy's coming? Who is this guy? I don't want this guy here. I don't want, what do you do? And he turned around and did everything that he said that Favre did, he did. You're still going to be the quarterback, but they're just bringing somebody in just in case. You always want to get better at every position. No other position do you hear like a linebacker complain, oh, they're bringing another linebacker? How dare you? Know, that's the sport. And at that position and that and the draft, that was the best player on the board, so you take him. Or the Packers were like looking at Love and going, "Hey, you know what?" And it's worked out for him. It's worked out, so and be he great was if they get there. He was throwing the ball around. He looked like Aaron Rodgers. No pressure. He's making these twenty-yard, thirty-yard throws like it's he's just flicking it. Once that, like when Steve Young won the Super Bowl after Montana and won so many, he said, "I remember they showed a clip." He goes. Get the monkey off my back now. I've won the Super Bowl. I've done what Montana had done. I've only he's won four, but I won, at least finally now I've won a Super Bowl. Jordan Love had to be feeling the same thing. I don't have to be dealing with Aaron Rodgers anymore. I don't have to hear 
I came in. It's not like, you know, Jordan Love was banging the table and going, if I don't go to the Packers, I'm not going to play. He would go anywhere. They drafted him. You know, so oh, he found out five minutes before. Okay. You so, want to tell the guy you're going to draft. So if I told you an hour before or a day before, would it have made a difference? They're still drafting a quarterback, but you're still Aaron Rodgers. And you won MVPs. So what, you know, embrace it. I think that... It would think it'd be a challenge for you. Like, okay, you're going to bring in this young buck. And he played well when he got there. But, you know, you go, and he would always say, I love Jordan. I love, yeah, but you know what? You're still going out there, and when you're saying they did it, he's part of the they, because he's the guy they drafted. Rather than just saying, hey, look, I'm going to do everything I can. You know, I'm going to make it easier for you, whatever. I'm a competitor. You're going to have to work to get my job. But he wasn't going to unseat Aaron Rodgers when he first came in. But he sat, said everything the right way, and then just played one hell of a game last week to shut the Cowboys and their fans up, which is the greatest thing in the world. I'm sorry, I cut you off. You were going to say... I just said this, I think this podcast has been on the ground floor of Jordan Love. We, we, oh, we, yeah. we've, we've talked about Always. Since I know, we have talked about him, but to see it... Yeah, no, it's great. You right? know, we could have been like, hey, Jordan Love, give the guy a chance, whatever, and he could have been like, he could have bombed out and lost 48 to nothing against the Cowboys last week, whatever. But he did just the opposite. And he shut people up and shut Aaron Rodgers up. He's, he's They're not, playing the 49ers. Yeah, they play I the four. They have more of a chance against the 49ers than people think, too. Because you remember in the start of the season, too, when the 49ers were losing some games, people were like, well, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock right. he isn't that great without that defense. And if that defense has one bad game, right. I don't think Brock Purdy's going to win and the game for if them. If McCaffrey does, you know, doesn't play a great game or, you know, whatever, something happens, a turnover, a fumble. If you give a team that has no chance to think they can succeed... That feeds into it I mean, too. You don't have all the momentum now, right? You don't the think Cowboys. the Packers were like because the hey, score of the game seemed closer than it actually was because they took Jordan Love out of the game, right? Like the score came closer at the end, but that was when the Packers were already playing their second exactly second strings. And when you give a team on the road facing a team that hasn't lost in forever at their home stadium, scored a ton of points, and then you're playing them and going, "Hey, wait a minute, we're up seven, ten. 27, we're up 27 nothing. You don't think that they're feeding on everything that they heard that they had no shot, it's not playing in their mind, or we got a chance, and then it goes from we got a chance to we're going to kick the living crap out of this team, and we're doing it. I mean, it was 48-32, but like you said, that yeah. wasn't that close. No. Because they started resting people, the Cowboys. Yeah, they uh, took the, out the love like at the end of the third Yeah, quarter. he was like, well, we don't want you to get hurt, so come on. And then the Packers, and then the, the Cowboys were coming back. But when you look at it, that game wasn't as close as 16 points. That was a total domination is what that was. It was unbelievable. Just unbelievable. But Anytime the Cowboys can lose. And I look, I like Troy Aikman on... I think I like them more when they retire rather than when they're played. I like Troy Aikman. Michael Irvin is one of my favorite. Steven uh, loves uh, Jason Garrett. Jason I mean, Garrett. For them, you know, that's but right. But now that he's, you know, on TV. Yep, yep. Old Red, Big Red, they used to call You know, and he played for the Giants a while, Jason Garrett, too. Uh, yeah, it's when they retire, I love them. But when they're on the Cowboys, like Tony Romo, I mean, like Steven's like, oh, all the famer, you know, he'll talk about. 
He's not a Hall of Fame, and he's kind of losing it on the broadcasting too. He's not as good as he used to be. Mm. I don't know if you've heard him. I, you probably he, haven't. I but mean, people loved him when he first started. Cause, he, I mean, because he, to his credit too, he would say, "Oh, they're going to throw D. Pierce," and he, right. exactly what he said would happen. But now but he's then like, he probably just coasted. He was like, oh, "Look, I, I got this." He signed that huge contract. It was like his playing days all over again. He did all right, and then he coasted. Right, and then I'm watching him, and I'm I'm listening to him, and I'm going, geez, he's like, what do you think, Jim? And, like, he's the analyst. You've got to tell Jim Nance what you think, Tony. He's calling the game. I don't know, Jim. What are they going to do? You know, yeah, Tony, that's why you're here. You tell me. I mean, he can still break down plays and that stuff, but he just seems like little frenetic that he's going on, 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 and, you know, not to bash him totally because he still could do better than I could, obviously, but he's just not the we same as he so was. considering his career. <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. He could read a defense. Yeah, but, right. Uh, he knows what, like, they're showing. But Aikman has a good way uh, of doing it. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet's really good at breaking down a game as an analyst. Collinsworth's good. I, I just think that Romo, like you said, maybe he's not preparing as well as he sh- I don't know. He mm-hmm. just seemed... Not as good as he's been in the, in the past because when he first came on, he was like, "They're gonna run it here, Jim. They're gonna." And then he was dead on. Yeah. But once you start doing that, and you're wrong. Then they're like, "Well, just be, then just let the yeah. play go, and then say why it happened rather than diagnosing at the line." Or I think they're gonna throw here, Jim, and they're running, or they're gonna screen it, and he's throwing deep. It was yeah. it's totally, totally kooky the whole thing with that. But um, well, I'm hoping. What are you for, hoping for, Mike? I'm hoping for a few upsets. I want uh-huh. the uh, I want the Lions to win. I want yeah. the Lions to beat the uh, the Bucks. The yeah. Bucks, obviously. Which again, I was going to pause because I don't think that's necessarily maybe a huge upset. Because like you said, the same thing with Baker and people didn't expect. Right. Them I think to the Lions there, are favored are, in that one. I just I just think the fact that they won their first playoff yes. game and you I still look at and them a lot as of underdogs. people were, were picking the Rams in that game because yeah. the Rams were hot. And, and that's like, why I still I feel like almost them as underdogs in that sense. You never but know. It's like I I want the I want the Lions to win. I yes. want the uh, Chiefs to win, which isn't necessarily an upset, even though people are picking. Like you said, the Bills. Yeah, the Bills are like I think three point favorites. Though I, yeah. I I was I don't like any Buffalo sports teams. Okay. I don't like it, so I really open against Josh Allen and that. That's too. a New York team, though, Mike. No. Nah, <laughs> yeah. It's a New York team, <laughs> sort of. But then I was hoping for the Ravens, but I do want the Packers to beat the 49ers. That's okay, the my, Ravens that's my and, picks for that. And them. you want the Packers to beat the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's, I mean, look, the Lions I'd like to see win because they have, I mean, if they got to the Super Bowl, it would be incredible. Yeah. I mean, if it was the Lions-Bills or the Lions, whoever they faced in the AFC, it would be crazy if it was the Texans and the Lions or something like that. But Because yeah. that's one that doesn't matter, like, who's playing the Super Bowl, you're going to watch it. It's not like the Major League Baseball playoffs. Like, if your team's not in it, I don't care that the you know Texas Rangers won this, the World Series. I, you know, who cares? Yeah. But well, I'm not even going to watch The series also, it helps that it's just one game. Right. Like, you're not going to watch necessarily a playoff series in NBA right. if your but team's not in if, it. If, if it's true. But in, in football, you kind of do, though. It's the one sport, oh. like, you'll put on and go, because there's only so many more games left, and then it's all over. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about it since August. And in January or now February, the whole thing, the league, it's over with. And you're like, okay, now what can we talk about? Oh, the combine, the draft. You know what I mean? Televising these things on. I mean, that's just how dominant the NFL is. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the to the games and seeing what happens, obviously. But, 
I, I just think the Ravens and the 49ers are the two best right now. But, you know, you can't count out Kansas City wins again. And the Ravens don't, or Mahomes something in the playoffs that you can't. Or if, if Lamar gets, you know, because he's been hurt in playoff yeah. games later on, he's going to win his second MVP. If he wins his second MVP and then goes to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl, he's Hall of Famer, no doubt. He'll have two MVPs and and a Super Bowl ring too. And what he's done during the regular season and other years. Said before too, I love Lamar Jackson. He's great. I, I want him to. And this is obviously too. We get to watch. It's kind of a little. Less, it's like less fun, but more fun because it's like the Giants haven't sniffed the Super Bowl since they won it in 2011. Right. So it sucks as a Giants fan watching all these other teams. But then with you know, like hockey, big Rangers fan, I'm not really like, oh, I want them to win or whatever. I kind of just want the team to beat the Rangers to lose. Yeah, but in football, I can watch like you know, I hope I want Lamar Jackson to get a Super Bowl or I right. want. You know, Mahomes to win another one to make his legacy even greater. Oh my God! Or yeah. I want, you know, like all these different teams. I want the Packers to beat the Forty ers so it seems like again another underdog. Or even I want the Lions because they've never they you know, never I like been there. Yeah. I love yeah. uh, Matthew Stafford and uh, uh, what was it, Calvin Johnson on the Lions. So right. I was rooting for the Rams when Stafford won the Super Bowl that yep. year. Yep. So I wanted. So it's like it's kind of interesting to be like. I'm rooting for, you know, Detroit, but also for yeah, there's the no, Ravens. And there's not like a team, like I said, besides really the Bills now, especially that the Cowboys and the Eagles are out, you know, because the Giants. Yeah, the that's, that's a good point, Mike, because there's not a lot of teams that you hate that's left here. No. Except in your case, the Bills, but yeah. you never like no, them. No, yeah, but that's also. But like, how do you. The Cowboys and Eagles being out, I don't really you hate know, the, any team in the. The Texans haven't been like this. Great, you know they're they're an expansion yeah. team that came in and now they're they've been in the playoffs before. But I mean now look at them and in their new rookie quarterback, Lamar being with the Ravens, like you said, love with the Packers. Purdy a story. Mm-hmm. Mayfield first round pick dumped, brought back. You know the Bucks picked him up. Goff dumped by the Rams. You know now on the Lions and the Lions have been the you know the bags over their head started with them and then yeah. they went to the Saints. Both teams would. You know, fans would come in with bags over their heads, so it's it's crazy there. You know, Mahomes. I mean, I, I know some it's people don't like him, him, but it's but fun he's to just amazing. Him. That's the thing. That's also like as a and, as an NFL fan who's a Giants fan, it's yeah. fun to watch Mahomes just. Oh like, my god! Because no matter what, when it comes to playoffs, it's an even. I don't care underdogs. It's an even playing field when they're playing. Yeah, whenever he's out on the field. I mean, they just showed the. Playoff game from a couple of years ago with the Bills and the and the oh, Chiefs. The overtime game. That overtime game, which made that rule change yeah. that both teams are going to get to touch the ball, was unbelievable. Allen played unbelievable yeah. in that football game. Played. Won it twice, and Mahomes with 13 seconds drives him down to get the tying field goal and winning in overtime. Well, I'm it's thinking amazing. about what, last year when the Chiefs won it. I'm thinking about him. Mahomes had like a broken leg. He was basically yeah. you know, like not actually. Mahomes but, like, was always him, yeah. He was go, he was playing on one leg for well, most even of the snaps. Super Bowl they lost to the to the Buccaneers. He was playing and he still was playing really well, but he oh, just he couldn't was move. But he was then. getting killed in that, and there was some big drops in that game too. Yeah. Even Kelsey had a couple of big drops in that game. Yeah, and that'll be the other thing. Will Taylor Swift be at the game this weekend? There's supposed to be no snow, I don't think, but cold. I hope she's there because it ticks off people that she's there. I hope she is there. That, that I, is, I, I mean, like, love it. There, I love it. I love it. There's, 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 yeah, there's nothing being, being said about all this, I'm sure, but watching everyone lose their minds. Of like, 
like I, I don't get I don't we're either. calling out the hypocrisy to it rightfully so because I mean they cut to Eminem at the Detroit Lions game every other play right because yeah. he's the big Detroit but it's yeah. like nobody was like oh he's taken away from the game or what it no, nobody cares. how great would that be Detroit Kansas City Super Bowl Eminem on one side Taylor Swift on the other oh, I think oh that my that's, god that, that, that would be great. great they'd have to have cameras on them totally and that's fun. Everything aside, I mean, why didn't they say anything when they kept showing uh, Bradley Cooper oh, yeah, at all the, the Eagles, Eagles games? games? Yeah. The stupidest thing is, like, like, I mean, I don't think the NFL, want, I think all these commentators, you know, it all skews into some other BS. Sure, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How good this is for the NFL? Like, oh, absolutely. You, you don't want that, that... Oh, you don't think the NFL wants the Chiefs to make the Super Bowl? Not only because you were going to have... Every Chiefs fan wanting to watch Mahomes chase, like, you know, how many, like, Brady right, for Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, exactly. But now you're having every Swifty is watching the game. Right. It's funny because and buying more being jerseys. online, uh, seeing a bunch of things on social media, Jason Kelsey just retired. Right. But there's funny, there's posts that are like, you know, I listened to Taylor Swift like 15 years ago and now I'm crying over her boyfriend's older brother retiring from right. football. But it's true, like, the amount of. Jason Kelsey love because they have the podcast they together, have podcast, and he yeah. always asks him about Taylor. So that's like the Taylor fans get their take of the relationship. Right. It, so it's like you had the the ramifications of Taylor Swift were affecting Eagles games because of Jason yeah. Kelsey and that association. So you don't exactly. think the NFL would love? Of course they would. I mean Taylor I mean, Swift at the Super Bowl. It's just he got like I mean, and it, of course it's like so many just clickbait stories to make it more. But like Tony Dungy calls that. It's like just everyone's got to calm calm down. Exactly. exactly. This isn't got like, to like like this is great money. Like if you're completely cynical, it's great money for. Ah, everyone's making money off of exactly. this. Exactly. And yeah. it's going to be it'd be cool if like it's going to be in Vegas this year the Super Bowl that way and Usher's doing the halftime. halftime. And if the Chiefs are there it'd be cool if he you know, come on Taylor, do one song with me. Which to me is kind of so funny after last year like Rihanna. Like that was yes. huge and like you know, basically also announcing her other pregnancy. Right, there right, right, right. And it's just like, and then this year, Usher. Usher. I thought that was like, it was a little odd. You it forget like how a, long Usher's been around for, though. Usher's got like 20 plus years of songs. Oh, so yeah. And he's got a, the residency. He's got a residency. When we went to see you, too, he's too. got one. And you can't get a ticket for that either. Those tickets were we like, know. secondary tickets were like two grand to go <laughs> see him. It's kind of crazy. funny, I remember, because... Um, I only or knew that he had a Vegas residency because the Aces one, the Vegas, yes, re- yes, yes, one, yes, and the one girl, uh, I think it was Asia Wilson or something. She called out Usher like, "Oh, I'm gonna see." So he had like a show for, and he sang to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, I saw that on. But it's yeah, not, I did fun. see so that. It's like he's loving his Vegas. And oh now he's yeah, to perform at the Super oh, yeah, Bowl. He's, he's, he's doing. He's yeah. yeah he doesn't even have to leave. It's like he has to fly in. He's there already. Yeah. So it's like he's great. Now that's gonna be. He's he's great, Usher. I love him too. But yeah, but he because we, we were like, and when I'm saying like seventeen two grand whatever, that's like oh yeah no, back it's, back. It's, that's yeah. not you're not getting to. Oh yeah, no, those, those he's are not like calling insane. you up on stage and doing his moves no, with him. You're yeah. you know you're back of the pack. I mean, yeah, but like I said, we saw you two there. It was crazy, and the tickets for just regular tickets were crazy, but to get them secondary market were incredible. I oh, you know that the uh, the Vegas Sphere is gonna have like. 
oh, that's the, on the way they project stuff on that. Go it's wild. gonna have like during the Super Bowl, they're gonna have that like live oh, screened yeah. on. Yeah, they're probably know? gonna yeah they're gonna they're, they're gonna, 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 gonna do something huge for. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And then they'll have it on like a delay so people still watch the game. But they're gonna like. They're gonna be at the sphere and they cut to a like a pass touchdown like that. Oh, like, well, yeah. If you're you know? smart, you make the sphere like one of those places where like you know like whenever they cut like a to a watch party. Yeah, yeah. yeah like you, you you charge a Taylor laser Swift the at the sphere. Yeah. Could you imagine being inside the sphere though? Because it's a dome like all the way around yeah, the LEDs, yeah. and you're looking up and watching the plays happen. I know. Like, oh, that would I, be... I could just imagine because like what they did. For the show when we saw them was incredible. Oh yeah, the videos you guys got are the, crazy. The, it, it's just amazing what they can do in that that whole thing. It's it's and to maybe they'd even show the game in it. You know, you could buy. You know, if you can't get tickets yeah, like to the game, you watch it unless somebody's playing it. I don't know. I don't know if they have a. I can't see them playing that night. You two, but they'll do something for that while you're there. I'm sure it's people are going to go yeah. to it because yeah. they opened that new hotel too, the Fontainebleau, mm-hmm. where yeah, was it. Justin Timberlake did that, like the soft opening that they had, to, and then he had that big concert there. The, yeah, it, the state that the hotel looks amazing. The Fontainebleau that they just opened, it's 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 because it was there, you know, it was being yeah, be, done yeah. when we were there. But yeah, Vegas Super Bowl week. Oh my God, that would be the if you had good rooms and you're right there. I wouldn't even go for the game. I wouldn't even care. I just like the up the the be you know the. Like I leave like Saturday before the game because you can't enjoy it when you're there at the sea. I like to do the festivities and the parties and everything else. And yeah, I'm bailing on Saturday. I'm gonna go home because I'm watching on TV and yeah. watch it on TV. You know, but but uh, yeah, Vegas is. I think more than anything, football's a game made for TV. Oh, absolutely, absolutely made for TV. Everything yeah. else because. Well, you've been you went to the game two years ago. I right? will the, say I did think that it was, but I mean maybe it meant like it was. It was way better than I thought because we yeah. got like kind of cheaper tickets. They're still more expensive, but they're kind of cheaper tickets. Like how far up we were, right? But like I really thought I wasn't going to see anything like I need like binoculars. But maybe it's just because it met life also, you know. Yeah. But it was a very. It was very good, like, seeing it live and seeing it there. It was actually real. But I also went to one of the best games. The Giants, you know, they miraculously won. beat the Ravens. And there was big interceptions and a fumble there. And that was the last season when the Giants were actually, you know, they made the playoffs that year. And I, I, think, but, I think it helps, too, that, like, I didn't want to sit in that snowstorm in Buffalo and have to shovel no, my seat yeah. out to, like, at least when you went... And it was the cold when you went to that uh, NHL game. Oh, yeah, the Winter, the winter classic. classic. You didn't have to shovel snow before you no. got to your seat to get there. And you went in October for that game, was it? Was it September what, or October? for the football The Ravens? Game? Yeah. yeah. So that, it was still relatively kind of warm yeah, that day. Yeah, dealable. Where, like, it was... I went on January 1st for that, oh, the NHL Winter Classic. That, that was, was cold. I, I was cold in the house that day, and I was thinking you were out there. Because that was also, too, you're sitting in a baseball Stadium, so it's right. all metal seats. Yep. And the way it's the diamond, the wind just whips through oh, the seats. Yeah. That one sucked. Very I mean, it was amazing because, you know what? They beat Buffalo right. in overtime. <laughs> yeah. Well, they beat, yeah. That was an amazing game. Yeah, no, that you got to see a great one there. And then, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you're going to a game and your team is winning, you could deal with the cold or whatever. But oh, if, yeah. the, if the Giants were getting blown out oh, and, you know, and you're watching, you're like, oh, God, when is this going to That be? was the I thing with both games. Yeah. The Giants won, and the Rangers won. Like I, I always right. say, like that walk, especially the Rangers game, that walk back to the train station, 
would have sucked <laughs> if they because the game did go to overtime, overtime too, and you saw so, the whole game. Oh yeah, it was the whole game. But if that game went to overtime and the Rangers lost, because <laughs> they got the lead early, right? And they lost yeah, it, and then went to overtime. Like if they lost that game, that would have. But no, they won. That, so that's why the whole story is different for that. That would have really. Yeah, you feel it more when your team loses than when they when they win. You're a little euphoric. Oh, yeah, you're you're ready to run through a wall. Yeah, exactly. It's weird how you get like so pumped up. Because I it. still, I mean, I'm biased, but now I've seen every sport live and hockey's still the best yeah hockey's today. still the best like cause that like just when hockey's the, just the best sport yeah <laughs> that, is, that is true live like, there is no better sport but than I, like seeing like the line that. changes seeing like when they when they hit somebody on TV it still looks like it hurts but when you hear them smack the ice oh. when they get hit so like hearing cause it's overtime and it's New York Rangers so all the fans, even though they say the garden's a jungle and it's so loud, when the Rangers are losing or it's tied, it is silent. You I don't care what you can drop. And exactly. so that was, and that was, so you have Rangers fans at City Field, and it's overtime. They blew a lead, and it is dead silent. And they score, and then fire starts shooting out from behind the goal, and there's fireworks, right, and everybody's right. hugging everybody. That's when you're like, all right, now I can, I can walk back to the, you know. To the, train. to the train. I don't need to take a subway. Like, I feel it, and it's fine. Because when I went to see the Knights play, I had forgot, because I hadn't been to a hockey game in forever. Mm-hmm. And then, exactly what you said, when they're getting smacked around, yeah. and you can, like, see, because we had really good seats, we were close, like, the oomph on their face, because these are two guys coming at each other at, like, full whatever, speed. on skates, full speed, banging in each other and still like not falling and still being able to make a move with the puck and whatever to watch it and get slammed into the boards but yet still be able to make the pass and then sometimes it goes five or six minutes without without any without a stop i was because i was i'm watching the game i'm going to you know to to liz i'm going they're up and down it was up and down and like they're on i'm saying it looked like it was all sides but it wasn't and they're it was and they're skating backwards and forwards and moving. Just to watch a hockey game is an it, it's an incredible. If you've never seen one, you've got to see. That's that's crazy. You've got to see a hockey game. You'll love it if you do live, especially yeah, live, especially what TV yeah. is Even does like not do it justice. You don't have to go to the outdoor game like I did. No, no being a warm dome. being a warm seat in a dome. First yeah. of all, the players are bigger. You know, you don't really want TV, but when you see these guys over six feet, there's some like six four, six yeah, three. Before whatever. on before skates, before skates, and they're coming down there, and they're side to side lateral movement. It's, it, hockey is such a great sport. Basketball is too, but watching a hockey game live is is, is amazing. I will say though, like of all, I thought football was going to be the best for TV after seeing all the like major sports live. I was basketball was the best. Uh, on TV of anything, really, because sometimes you're there and it's just like, I it's it's tough to describe, but it was like the the shot clock, you know, knowing that better, knowing how much like you know if it reset or it's just so much on TV. The uh, they make it so much easier for viewership when you're watching the game. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I have courtside seats. No, so, right, and right, I also right. did see the uh, Brooklyn Nets play. Right, and so but. I'm like, you know, way back too when they were. Especially they had Jeremy Lin as one of their starters. Oh, okay. Like I'm right, talking about right. those teams. Yeah. But it was like I don't know, it was just something about watching it. It was I thought that football was gonna be but honestly the best for T V sports to me was basketball. That it was something Yeah, I haven't been to a basketball game in a 
forever. I used to go a lot when I was younger, but I hadn't been to a haven't been to a, a pro game in forever. Well, you can't afford the tickets anyway. No, that's I mean that's why I went to the Nets game right because they I went to like a mid season when they yeah. had when they were like on their winless streak <laughs> and right. everything, and we're watching them, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, if you can get a cheap ticket and go oh, see, yeah. but if you can get courtside or whatever, oh, that would yeah, be awesome no. too, though, and you know, and hang out there. So we've covered the playoffs. We've covered the coaches. Zach, do you have any picks for these games? Zach, we... you got any team you want uh, to? I think the Green Bay is going to win. You Green against Bay the 49ers. Green okay. Bay against the 49ers because yes. they're snake bitten. Okay. You know why not? I'd like to see a win for Jordan Love. Go Green Bay, and, 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 and you know why not beat the odds-on favorite? Absolutely. Uh, I Texans Ravens Zach Ravens Ravens okay. Well, you're obviously rooting for Odell Beckham Jr., the old giant, old giant on, the, on the Ravens. Yes. Yes. And, <laughs> right, right. Um, and you're a big Edgar Allan Poe fan, too. Yes, so if you're yes, the Raven, yeah, you'll never more. Exactly. birthday yesterday. So, uh, so happy birthday. Another January birthday. Another January yeah. birthday. Let's yeah. do it. Um, Bucks, Lions, Zach. Oh, know. Lions all the way. Lions? I want, I want Lions to win the Super Bowl. Oh, there you go. I, love just, it. I think it would be really cool. That's Dan, nothing Dan, wrong with they, that. They've never won a... You're not alone. Zach, yeah. I feel like you'd love Dan Campbell, the coach oh, of the Lions. You'd love... you would. You got to watch some of his press conferences. Uh, okay. Watch some of his yeah, post-game or pre-game speeches. He played for the Giants for a while, too. He was a, he was a former Giant. All right, so Stephen, and now I'm you, sure we'll get you on the right. Stephen loves him, so... KC Bills. Mahomes against Allen. I, th- I mean, I think it's really cool that those Bills fans went and shoveled out the stadium, but also... Put a dome on that thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't. I don't. Governor get that. Holcomb said no dome. We're, yeah, we're not yeah. getting going. Yeah. There's a whole lot to go there, but I, mean, yeah. I, I, I think that I, I think Kansas City. All right, we'll, we'll, all right. So we got Kansas City. So all right, so those are the picks. We will give our Super Bowl picks. Yeah, that's, that's not till February. Just before we end, I just want to say I watched uh, the holdovers with Paul Giamatti, mm-hmm. and he is definitely one of our favorite. Oh, we've, yes, we've talked about it. And he's won the Critics' Choice and the Golden Globe so far. And I think I'm going to say early, because we are going to do an Academy Awards, even though we're not big award guys, because now Paul Giamatti's in this we're race. We always got to do our... We always do our... We have to posts. do it anyway. We are going to get Paul Giamatti. If any, All the power that this podcast has, yes. I'm telling you right now, we are going to get him this, we're, because we're, we're, yeah. it's, it's between him and Cillian Murphy... For Oppenheimer. For Oppenheimer. And outside is, um, what was the third? GMI is a lead, not a supporting. G- he's the lead in this. Yeah, that's, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. That sucks. Like and Bradley like Cooper Murphy. is also in it for Bradley Maestro. Cooper's he's not but he was the early, he was ahead he's of GMI. When I saw the, when I saw it, it was Murphy, Cooper, G, you know, and then. People soured on that fast, Maestro. So yeah. I think it's going to yes. be GMI, the dark horse. And the, yeah, the problem Cillian is, Murphy, we, we both like a... Cillian Murphy, and and they're they're two like they're two seemingly pretty cool guys. And isn't GMI the son of the former commissioner of baseball, Bart Giamatti? And he's got a great podcast too. Not to mom listens to it. Paul Giamatti's got a podcast. He he does it. It's about UFOs <laughs> and Paul other Giamatti's things. But mom, mom, and he was on Mark Maron's podcast also, and they got along great. Because uh, I, I'll, yeah, every, I'll, everyone gets a long apology. I'll give credit to other podcasts. They don't always mention ours, though. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get. I figure if I mention you know, enough podcasts, they'll funny, mention. Funny, uh, Paul Giamatti thing. Just uh, touching on our last podcast, we did end up watching Fred Claus. That's Paul right, Giamatti. That's right. Which after rewatching it, especially. I mean, he's the only reason to watch it. He is okay. the only reason to watch it. The that. amount of cool stuff that Paul Giamatti did, like he did, like this 
thing where um, he hid in a, like a, a dumpster on this show. And you had to guess who was in the dumpster. And it was Paul Giamatti. But it took so long for people to guess. They just like, he just gets it. Well, it's the Chris Gethard show. Who's in the box? I think is the title of it. It's on YouTube. What? It's hilarious. Really? He's yeah. he's going up for an Oscar and he's willing to hide. Are he's willing to hide? Well, that, this, this was done a little while ago, but but he's you know he's been, he's he'd already I think been nominated for an Oscar at that time anyway. Yeah. Uh, just before we go, I did want to talk about. Go ahead. Uh, you know, we sit in a room that there's a couple of them hung in here. What happened with Sports Illustrated yesterday is. Yeah, it's sports. going. It's going. Uh, the way of uh, the dinosaur, they from got, what I'm seeing. Like yeah, 70 so years of the magazine. layoffs. And they cut all their writing staff. Right. Yeah. They got caught pumping AI articles out. That right. They were just and they, they got caught in the weirdest way, too, because they're creating false... Uh, they were like creating fake writers and fake bios for those writers, and then it was really like an AI written article. Really, but they were trying to pump out that this was all oh, written by so and so and give them a fake biography and all that stuff. It was, Is that why they lost the, the company that owned them? Lost their revoked their license or something happened to the the company? I, I don't know. But that yeah, much, I mean, what's going to happen to the swimsuit issue? I mean, that's that's, a, that's the other thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was a big thing. You got to talk about the lives it's going to affect when you're on Yahoo. Like, I'll go on Yahoo News. Every third, like, article is, see pictures of Christy Brinkley as, you know, Sports Illustrated or Kim Kardashian. I'm like, that's all I see on Yahoo News. Well, I feel like, let's be honest about that. That was still probably the only thing that was selling now. Yeah, that's true. Because they, that? But they're of... digital and they're, and the magazine itself. Well, the magazine had gone from, like, you know, a lot of pages to about 25. I mean, it's not... Like it used to be sports because I I have like Sports Illustrated was my I, yeah like Dr J up there uh, from yeah, Sports one, two, Illustrated three, I can count in here yeah easily and I have oh, about you have like every single I have one hundreds of them. of them that I haven't put up I've got Hank Aaron on the cover and Mickey Mantle on the cover and like I've got a thousand Sports Illustrated well I got it right here I've got four I've got Muhammad Ali uh, Sports Illustrated. You know, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when he was Lou Alcindor, Bill Walton, and and Dr. J from Sports Illustrated. That was the magazine you got. You couldn't wait for that. When you look at the weekly. people who who wrote for him, like is so, of course Frank DeFord. Frank DeFord, who I always liked a Forever lot. Ever he wrote for that magazine. He wrote from them from 1962 to 1989. Uh, Roy Blunt Jr., right, who is great writer, great writer, and I always know him from like his NPR stuff. Yeah, he's an incredible writer. The the guy who I like to think of as myself on this this podcast, George Plimpton. Oh God, yeah, George Plimpton, who I met and had his autograph. By the way, George Plimpton. Great Another guy. person you met, Dan Patrick, wrote for them. Absolutely. For, and friend of the podcast, Jeff Perlman, wrote for them from ninety six two thousand three. Perlman. So it's 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 nuts, and you know, like with the NFL basically buying ESPN and and all yeah. this, it's it's. Podcasts like this are going to be very important because sports journalism is dying, and we need a uh, we need voices like this. We now need voices more, like this now more, than more than just weird sports propaganda or AI yeah. articles. Yeah, yeah. And I want to talk about the books next podcast that you got me. Uh, I'm reading one now. The uh, the what's it called? Oh, man, you know I'm so bad with the name of the book because I just pick it up. It's about the the beginning of the league. The what's it called? Franchise? Oh my god! I, is it I'm, Franchise Wars? Forgive me, I'm blowing it. I, I wanted to mention it, and I meant to write it down, but it's it's great. Oh, good. I'm That's halfway good through it, and the Probin book. I'm still reading the one you got me. 
on on Bo Jackson. That book's like nine hundred pages. It's amazing. So I have to take a break from it, but I'm still I read that like first of all, reading in me, I fall asleep like after three pages. So you got to forgive me for that. But I've been reading that book, and it's just page after page of the things that he did, Bo Jackson, like what kind of an athlete he was. It's just and the research that he did is amazing. He's such a great writer too. But I just it's not on the tablet, so it's on the book. So I'm reading, and I'm like three or four pages, and I don't want to fall asleep and have it get ruined because he signed it. So like I have to put it down before I don't want it falling off the bed or whatever. But it's such a great, that's a great book too. So, but I've got to get the name uh, of that book, and we're going to mention the next podcast. Yeah, you'll do your review. Of the I three will do one. my review because I should be done by then. I'm halfway through, and when you think of how this league started to what they did. And like five hundred bucks, the Maras bought into to the to, to start the NFL, and no money, and they couldn't get fans to go to the game. It was incredible, just incredible, just the beginnings of it. Like you know, with with the the Maras. Oh, is it called the League? The League. How five rivals? Yes. Create, yeah. The league. By something Eisenberg or something. John John Eisenberg. John Eisenberg. You, you, I'm telling you, you don't even have to like sports to just see because it, how it started with. This franchise is closing, and that we only have five hundred bucks. Our uniforms got stolen. We, we, you know, out of there. They had their replay. Well, two hours in a Barnes and Noble worked out. Incredible! <laughs> out it's what, an incredible book. It really is. It's really good. And I'm only I'm halfway through it, and just seeing what the league was when it started in like nineteen, you know, ten, or with George Hallis forming this and and, and and working for a company and the company that he worked for field of the team it, it's incredible you have to read uh, even if you don't like sports this is a great book to read it, a really good read so um thank you guys for doing this we're going to do another one soon academy awards and anything else but i appreciate it michael zach thank you we'll get melissa next time she's been uh working really hard taking care of maya and everything so she got the day off for this so uh thanks for tuning in and we'll be back in a, in a week or two thank you guys Thank you. Good job.